Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think Dan Quinn's certainly in the mix. Um, and a guy who um, can create a culture, we've seen that. that. That was there in Atlanta. He got to a Super Bowl. He built a great staff there. Um, you know, hired Kyle Shanahan, then replaced him with Steve Sarkeesian. Um, so you know he's a guy who has the connections and the ability to, 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 to lure in um, good offensive coaches. And, um, and, you know, I think you see the way that he connects with players. Now, he's not next player the way Vrabel or Campbell or O'Connell are. But, like, just go and ask Micah Parsons about the guy <clears throat> like, and what he, was, he did for his career. Go ask any of the Legion of Boom guys, um, Richard Sherman, um, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, like he's been able to manage so many different personalities, so many different types of guys, and that's a huge part of it too. That was Albert Breer, as heard just a few moments ago, right here on Grant and Danny. Ben Johnson staying with the Lions. The Commanders now have to find their head coach among a list of candidates that does not include the hottest OC in football. Has anyone ever stayed with their team through two cycles when they were the bell of the ball? There's no chance, right? Maybe. I mean, again, the only comp I come up with is McDaniels, but I don't know if that happened multiple times. Like, but where also, he would resist overtures, then finally he took it, then he went back to the nest. Was he considered the can't-miss guy ever, let alone for two straight well, years? He, he was hot for a long time. I agree that you know? people thought he would be good because he was like an OC that had a lot of success. But wasn't there always massive baggage with him? And maybe there will be with Ben Johnson. Yeah, I think so. Fairly or not. You call a team when they're literally on the plane flying out to interview you to say, I'm not coming. And they're like, but what are we going to do now? Attention, uh, Mr. Harris and Mr. Rails, uh, Adam. Uh, We're going to be headed to Houston. Uh, We're going to go talk to Bobby Slowick now. So uh, buckle up. We're going to be banking to the left here. Uh, Big Toby still have to go to Detroit because Aaron Glenn wants to do the interview. But would you guys like me to go to Houston or what do we do now? Hey, uh, Stewardess, will you tell the pilot to turn this bad boy right around? We're going south. <laughs> Mid-flight, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, what are you doing, What ben? are we doing? If you just heard that quote on the way in, though, from Breer, one step closer to Dan Quinn season. All right, you ready? Here we go. Friday, press conference. Uh, the search didn't go as we thought all the time, but that's okay. We always are open to new possibilities, and we're excited about them. Uh, with all that said, please welcome the new head coach of your Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn. Grant, go. I'm not going to play this game, but I, I want to go. I want to go back to what you just said. There's no chance they acknowledge this search not going the way they expected. They, whoever they That's hire will always be the yeah. guy that they wanted all along. You know that. 
So now what do I do again? Yeah, so <clears throat> it popped me. Sorry. When you pointed at me and said, I'm not going to play that game, I, I, I choked a little bit. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, this first question is, uh, it's from Grant. So Grant, uh, what's your first question for, for, I don't know why Josh Harris is emceeing the press conference, but anyway, uh, your first question for our new head coach, Dan Quinn. Hey Dan, welcome to Washington DC. Hope everything goes very well. Uh, congratulations on being hired. Uh, I just want you to know I'm behind you a hundred percent. Go team. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know what it sounds like. Oh, thank you, Grant. That's uh, sounded disingenuous, but uh, I appreciate the support. What I've always wanted, like the last few years under Rivera, as I've been desperately waiting for a new head coach, what I went to bed dreaming of was a retread defensive coordinator who got to the Super Bowl in the NFC South that time, who likes to say I am where my feet are. I I couldn't wait for the Rivera era to end so that they could hire him again. Uh, And I understand people are like, oh, they're not the same guy. No kidding. One is Dan Quinn. The other is Ron Rivera. They have some similarities. Um, You made. I'll be fine. You made such a good point, by the way. I don't even know if you know you did it or not, but you did. At the end of the day, when you go through this exhaustive process and you talk to all the people you talk to, and you should, you should do due diligence, speak to everybody, interviews, do the process, et cetera. Can you imagine Josh Harris going, we paid $6.05 billion and our first major coaching hire is Dan Quinn? Like, that just doesn't. This, it, this was my point at the beginning. It's such a good point. Like, and again, He's not a, it's not a terrible idea. It is here, in my opinion, coming off of Rivera. But just for generally speaking for an NFL team, it's not the worst idea ever. Oh, by the way, you're strengthening yourself by weakening Dallas. Like, there are some things in there that aren't bad. But you paid $6 billion. You come in here. You're buying beers. Everyone's loving life. I'm one of them, by the way. Team Hog, Harris Ownership Group, still am, sitting right here. You, you need a GM, you go get the GM that... Everybody thought was the guy that I've been salivating about for months. And then you get to the head coaching search. I'm sorry. I thought you said Dan Quinn. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. Like. I don't have left. I'm sorry. It would be like, look, it's different. So yep. if, if they moved out of FedEx field to their new stadium and their new stadium was like, you know, not particularly good or interesting, but new and fresh. Th- that's what this would be. There, there's no bells and whistles on this stadium. It's not what I wanted. It's not a, a roof that closes. This stadium is not the old stadium. Come by and see us. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. But the bottom line would be this. The reason the Rivera era went so terribly was not really because Ron Rivera wasn't a great head coach. It was because they couldn't pick players. Right? I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. Huge part of that, yeah. I would say 80%, 70% something. We've seen in Carolina, he can win. He's, as a coach, Dan Quinn, particularly when he had Kyle Shanahan, but in general, can win as a head coach. It's not like he's a bad coach. It's, it's now up to Adam Peters. Because I don't think, offensively, you're going to be able to elevate the way that I was hoping if they went the Ben Johnson route. But... Question we're asking on the phones. Let's get to them, 800-636-1067. Danny, I want your answer first. Now what? Mike McDonald, you throw the kitchen sink at it. You can't lose twice in this process. You've got momentum. You're Are now- you Mike McDonald or bust? I mean, listen, of the available candidates, I, I still want 
Mike Vrabel, but they don't seem interested in that, so I'm just kind of b- dealing with what's real here. He's still very viable, as far as I can tell. He hasn't gotten the Seattle job yet, so until he has, you compete and you get him. That's that would th- I think that's a nice 1A. He's basically Ben Johnson, but on the defensive side, right? A guy that has been a rising rocket ship star everywhere he's been. He's got that Baltimore cologne, the nothing but win, nothing but be part of really good organizations. That, you know, Going back to Michigan as well. That, to me, is a nice consolation prize, and I would feel not so great if he takes the Seattle gig and you're left somewhere else. Oh, what if what if we find out in like an hour Mike McDonald's taking the, the Seahawks job? Can you imagine? Yes, I can. And then the two rock stars. Yeah. The two guys that made the most sense this entire process. Like, I've ranked Slowick even with McDonald or slightly ahead of him at times because of my proclivity, my own quirkiness of offense or bust kind of thing. But the two guys that made the most sense is jump on this rocket ship and let them take you where they're going. That's Johnson on offense and McDonald on defense. If he goes to Seattle and now it's down to Glenn Weaver, Slowick and Quinn, I'm sorry. It's just going to feel botched. Like you had all of the coaches available. You were at worst, the second best job. In a cycle with some incredible, like Jim Harbaugh was available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a Bill Belichick person interested in him at at 70 plus years old, but and like it's it's Weaver or Glenn. Good luck. I mean, I, I'm not saying that in like a, a mean way. I'm just saying you're out on a limb there, man. Like you you are making a really big risk. That's a that is a gamble of a hire. I'm with you, McDonald. I'll add in Slowick. I'll say next for me, McDonald or Slowick. One of those two guys. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, let's go to the phones. Stanley and Hampton, you're on Grant and Danny. What's next? What's up, man? Hey, so it, it was funny. I just got off work, and then I was celebrating news. So I was like, oh, I guess we got Ben Johnson. And then I was like, oh, wow. If oh, only. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> oh, wow is right, that by the way. That sounds like old Washington, you know what I mean? But Snyder would have probably paid Ben like $50 million to, you know, take the job. I was going to say, you know, this is maybe a good sign because I don't think it is like old Washington. I think, you know, whoever they wanted in the past, they just overpaid, and maybe these guys stuck to their guns a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I was kind of leery about, like, hot candidates, especially someone like him because I'm not sure if they would ever live up to the hype, you know what I mean? And it might have been a lot of pressure to win right away. I'm not so sure. But I'm thinking about uh, someone like Spags, someone that's a little under the radar, underrated. Always seems like he has his teams prepared. A lot of people are shocked he hasn't got any uh, opportunities, but just want to know your thoughts about that. It is interesting how some guys, thanks for the call, not only never get a second chance, but like they don't even get a sniff or a look. Nobody cares about them or is interested. And his first coaching job that he got, it went really terribly. Obviously, his mm-hmm. record was horrific. He was the interim coach of the Giants in 2017, I remember. Uh, but it was the Rams. Disaster in St. Louis. 09 to 11. Yeah. Full debacle. But you're talking about way back when Raheem Morris had a job. I mean, even maybe even before that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's 15 years ago or more. So, am I interested in him in Washington? No, not necessarily. Uh, I think that's recency effect of what an incredible job he's done this year, and he's been amazing. I think he's a great D coordinator. Uh, but 64-year-old Massachusetts native. I will say I'm interested in the fact that he's never gotten, seems like even an iota of a look because of what happened in 2009. That seems crazy to me. Yeah, you're right about this. It is interesting. Some guys never get their second shot 
for whatever reason. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not sitting here beating the drum for what how bad St. Louis was. Post-greatest show on turf, it was, you know, organization was in free fall at that point. They weren't particularly good, and they got worse with him at the helm. And I think the stink of that has just said, you're a lifetime D.C. His defenses, by the way, the rankings are always, you know, either good to, to, to fine, but it's always, it seems like he's always stuck with teams that are really good offenses and he's got to make some chicken salad because that's not where the, uh, uh, you know, the emphasis of the organization is, but he has punched above his weight class consistently throughout his career on defense. Let's go to Kendall and Crofton. Kendall, you're on Grant and Danny. Now that Ben Johnson's staying in Detroit, what's next? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Uh, tell you what, man, it's a little disappointing. <laughs> did not, did not have uh, Ben coming because, and, and it really, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Josh and 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 the new uh, regime all the way. But it is concerning because it feels like. This was the only. This is really where they were going, um, but anyway, I'm with you. I'm with both of you guys. Uh, McDonald, I probably. I mean, he comes from a, a great coaching situation. He's a superstar on defense, and uh, uh, he would be good. Now, the, the problem would be who's going to be the OC, and the, the OC would have to. I mean, I just don't know. I wouldn't want their OC uh, in, in Baltimore, but who who are we going to get for OC? So uh, either him or Slowick. Logan is the OC. Can he lead? I don't know. Uh, but that's that's what we're working with here. But getting back to their process, I mean, you got Vrabel. Even though I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not really saying I want Vrabel here, but he's a leader. And that was their number one goal is, is to pick a leader. So I don't know why they wouldn't bring him in. That's, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's a really know. good point, I, Kendall. That's I, a great call. Thank you, buddy. 100% with you. If you're saying that your number one priority is leadership, he's a proven leader. I mean, he checks that box and then some. I believe this is informed speculation, I would say. Uh, some people around the league told me this, but it's also, I think, obvious from the outside. I believe Rabel has gotten tagged as, fair or not, a guy who wants some control. Who's going to be a, maybe pain in the butts over the top, but he's going to butt heads with the GM. He wants some influence and some say and some control over personnel. And I think that... I'm not saying with Washington necessarily, but it scares some people away. Mm-hmm. I think that is the the knock on him. Because there's got to be something else, right? Besides that, he coaches defense. Like that, that's why he's not getting looks from people. Like barely an interview for for that guy. You know, who were the last young hotshot defensive coordinators to get hired? D'Amico Ryan's obviously in Houston, mm-hmm. massive success. Recent former player, team went ten and seven this year and got to the playoffs. Uh, had a nice run. Who else? McDermott, uh, not young, but you know, but McDermott's a long time ago. Sala has been terrible with the Jets. Yep. So you now we're one and one, I guess. Uh, what about Jonathan Gannon with the Cardinals? Gannon, I know they were four and thirteen. I actually thought he did an impressive job this year. I'm not sure that I'd rather have him over, you know, like a Bobby Slowick or something moving forward. But he didn't do a bad job. Young defensive coordinator hires. Does Eberflus count as young? I mean, I'm just thinking of guys that were like he's more ne- of a Dan Quinn kind of guy, he- yeah, he- coaches. Uh, maybe he's between like a Dan Quinn and yeah. So there's it doesn't happen very often, mm-hmm. you know. There's only been a couple recently that this is a young ascending star DC type. But I'll tell you, if Mike McDonald or Aaron Glenn is is D'Amico Ryan's, let's go. Uh, that would be awesome. Chris and Hyattsville's on Grant and Danny. What's up, Chris? Grant, I just want to make sure you're okay. We're getting through it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to have the chance for the Grant Paulson trifecta, which is disappointing. 
I was really looking. We were on our way, boys. He wanted that trifecta so bad. I wanted my. I mean, I think when when did I start talking about that trifecta? October, November. Yeah, once the first two, once the first one hit, we're going. Oh my God! Peters, Johnson, May. So we're we're one for two, and the May thing was tied to Johnson. So now I have to. I'm going to recalibrate. I love Jaden Daniels all season in college. I just. I like the idea of May with Ben Johnson, but you go defensive minded, you bring in some wackadoo coordinator who's available. Who knows? Have, have we checked if Joe Gibbs availability? Just, just asking. <laughs> uh, no, well, he's not. I don't think he's out eligible. They're only interviewing is defensive minded. Is he minded enough for you, Grant? Um, well, he is, but unfortunately, I think, it, I think this group only likes defensive minds. It would, it would. Those appear. are the finalists. Yeah. See, Greg Williams so, can come by. And also. <laughs> He, he'll he'll help. Greg Bosch uh, is going to get an interview. <laughs> He's a leader of men. <laughs> Joe Barry's available. So Sorry, in Chris. all seriousness, I think I would love to take the best available uh, offensive candidate. But as you said, that's really been picked over. And Bobby Slowick, I mean, if you weren't going to give Ben Johnson what he wanted, having never run a team, are you really going to do that for Slowick? I like the Ravens defensive coordinator. Uh, if we're going to pick a defensive guy, I have no interest in Dan Quinn. I want young. I want energy. But also, there is a definite Ravens connection. Um, keep in mind, what was the, the Harris's group first hire? Eugene Chen. Right. Who worked with Harbaugh. So. Yeah. Are you? Is he gone? So I, I think there is a Ravens through line here, and uh, we could do better. Uh, we could do worse than having somebody from that from that franchise uh, try to shape and mold our team. I, I agree. Look, yeah. At no point have I said any of these guys are bad hires. I just it, they're risky. You know, McDonald I don't think is nearly a risk. He, when you're a great coordinator, you've exceptionally proven at a high level you can lead quote unquote your side of the ball. A D-line coach who was a coordinator for one year in Weaver's case, even though he has the assistant head coach title, which tells you they love him and didn't want him out of their building because mm-hmm. they had to elevate him in that way. That's a little riskier. Glenn, I only say, is risky because his defenses have not been particularly good statistically. No. It doesn't seem like anyone cares about that, and that's fine. We don't have to care about that. I'm a process over results guy. They might say they prioritized offense. They poured assets into offense. Look how much they, golf costs or exactly. something. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, cool, no problem. I'm I just think when you it's the same as like drafting a super risky proposition at number two as opposed to the, the person everyone kind of banked on going there as an mm-hmm. example. There were less risky ways to go about it, but this does cement again that this group is out of the box. Right? I mean, they hired Bob Myers to help them find their GM. We heard out-of-the-box thinkers. That was out of the box. And the, the whole buildup, this whole process for people that are moderately plugged in was, this will end with Ben Johnson being their coach, and it is not going to end It has way. not happened, no. 800-636-1067, the number. What should the commanders do now is the question on Grant and Danny. I don't think Ben Johnson has interviewed great um, over the last couple of years. And so where he was in the search, I think, could be a factor. You know, I I also know the other part of this is, um, you know, last year, I know Detroit knew that Ben was a little, let's just say, insecure about where he was and whether or not he was ready. And he's pretty self-aware. And I think at that point, Detroit made it worth his while to say, hey, you know, like if you want to take that extra year, 
we'll do our best to make you whole financially and we'll give you a good option right here where you are. And he wound up taking it. Now, I don't know if that part happened again, but I can just tell you, like, Detroit really values him. And so if there was an opening there for them to take him off the market, I could see where they would have maybe tried to do that too. The voice of Albert Breer, MMQB, he joined us earlier in our show. We're Grant and Danny. Welcome back. You're listening to The Fan. I just posted this poll on Twitter, X, as the kids say, at Grant H. Paulson. With Ben Johnson out of the running, who do you want hired now? I only have four poll options. That's how many they give you. There are five candidates, technically. So I said, if you want Weaver, you got to write them in. But of the four that I posted here, about 800 votes in the last couple minutes. Mm-hmm. 68% Mike McDonald. 24% Bobby Slowick. 6% Dan Quinn. And 1.9% Aaron Glenn. Just as a... For whatever little, it's worth. Little way to touch the people there, Good yeah. sample of now 900-plus fans who have voted on this thing. 68% say McDonald, 24% say Slowick, 6% say Quinn, and about 2% say Aaron Glenn. Your reaction to those numbers, that polling? McDonald's going to be the sexiest higher left just because of how unbelievably good that Ravens defense was all year long dominating huge opponents. Like like that game where they played Detroit was McDonald's sort of signature, right? Just an amazing moment for him. That was, you know, kind of the, hey, it went from, is this really real to you're damn right it's real and it's maybe better than we thought. They put up a historically good defensive season. Nobody's ever done that before where you give up the fewest yards per play, fewest points, sack the quarterback the most. They did that this year. That's his defense. There's some talent there, but Genevieve Clowney was available for anybody to, to sign. They got him for punter money. He you know, had all nearly double-digit sacks. You're figuring out a way to get the most out of people. I think that guy is a rising star. I think that's kind of the perception now. Question we're asking you guys is where are you pivoting to and what's your expectation now? We'll reset with a different angle here in a few minutes, but trying to take the temperature of the masses. Dre's in Manassas. What's up, Dre? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, just, you know, Grant, I, I know you're doing fine, so I'm happy. Has anyone checked on Cakes yet? Because Cakes was another guy. Oh, we, we did. We had to check on him. Cakes was actually here late today, so he and I went live on Instagram. We did a big Instagram uh-huh. live right away as the two leaders of the Ben Johnson to D.C. movement. Uh, Cakes is okay. He, too, is crestfallen, right. but uh, he will make it through like I will. Listen, um... Somebody misread the tea leaves here, and I don't know if it's Adam Peters or all the prognosticators. You mentioned on your show yesterday, Grant, that you had spoken to an agent who says rarely or never has anyone sat for an interview, and he didn't know that he was getting the job. So for us to be all in Ben Johnson, something something was amiss, and I don't know if somebody missed something. My other take would be that at $15 million, I think that might have been Ben Johnson's way of screaming, hey, I don't want the job. Let me put something, some number out there that was so – far-fetched that no one would say let me no one would come calling and people kept on call, calling calling and I, I don't think everyone did the job yeah having said all of that um you know how i feel about you know dan quinn i know you laughed me off the radio let me ask you a good question there are actually six candidates out there one of them has you know head uh, one of them is a former player and he's actually the associate head coach of this team my question to you if you genuinely feel that ben johnson is the man he may not be the man for this cycle. Would you go ahead and hire the enemy for a year or something like that? Give him a chance. Um, see what happens. So and you're if saying if, out, if who's the head coach? One of the defensive guys? No, if the enemy's the head coach. You give the enemy oh. the head coach, 
you give him the opportunity. If he pans out, great. If he doesn't pan out and he's a bust, then we can get Ben Johnson next year. So, so whoa. Are you asking so, when well, I do that or will they do that? Would you do that? No. You, you, if, if Ben Johnson was the guy and you think he is the guy, he's the, he's the next best thing, he'll be the next best thing. Oh, next I see what you're well, saying. Right? You're saying give the enemy the year because if it goes badly, you fire him and hire Ben Johnson anyway. Is that your point? Correct. Ah, I see. No, I'm not. I don't want to set the enemy up to fail or or go into. By the way, I'm giving him a five or so year contract. Like, that's what it takes. Exactly. That's what you so do. Yeah. Now I'm paying him thirty million dollars for one year. No, thank you. Uh, uh, appreciate the call as always, Trey McDonald. You can make that hire. It's a reasonable, solid hire. Slowick, reasonable, solid hire. You'd say Weaver, surprising, stunning, even reasonable, solid. Maybe not reasonable, but a solid enough hire. He's from the Ravens. A little light on the resume for me, but you're leaning really heavy into the leader of men thing there, yep. right? The recent former player thing. Aaron Glenn has been a coordinator, has had varying levels of success, leader of men, former player, reasonable hire. It's a tough sell, I think, right now on the enemy, isn't it? After one year here where things went the way they did on offense and you chose not to give him a shot as an interim head coach. I mean, it is it is for me, but I'm telling you, there's a pulse of people that still would just do that. Well, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that pulse of people. I'm, I'm saying the real world reality of like right. Harris ownership group. Do you think that that... I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's on the table. Yeah, it, it is crazy. I, even on our Instagram live, I was joking about me and Cakes doing when we were uh, coping mm-hmm. about the Ben Johnson <laughs> news. Um, a lot of the feedback was, to your point, what about EB? What about the enemy? What about EB? What about the enemy? What about EB? I could see him still here as the coordinator if somebody loved him that they hired. Let's say it's I, I don't like I don't know who what his relationships are like with these guys, but let's say he and Anthony Weaver share an agent and, and know each other, and Weaver thinks he's awesome. And and in his interview, he goes, "I'm keeping Eric the enemy second year in a row of an offense, and we'll come together." That's the path to him being in this building next year for me. That's kind of the only path. There's not enough player support, I don't think. I didn't get the sense that this ownership group was enamored with him. Uh, over the course of the year, as guys were coming and, and they were taking counsel from the veteran players on the team and chatting with them. So, uh, look, at this point, uh, I guess anything can happen because none of us thought Ben Johnson was going to just stay in Detroit. But I would say the chances of that are very minute. We're talking about a pretty major promotion to go from the OC to the head coach. The best argument for that is are excuses as to why it didn't go well. That's not enough to me to warn a promotion when you think about the enemy, right? Like, I th- I think part of it was he's hampered by bad build. Part of that he had a hand in going to get uh, uh, the right tackle. Why am I blanking on his name? Andrew Wiley. Wiley, thank you. Because I know a guy named Wiley Galvin, and I was thinking of the last name it Galvin. Wasn't Wiley that's Galvin. not him. It's a former student of mine. That's wrong. Uh, Andrew Wiley. Part of that's on the enemy, but very little. And, uh, uh, you know, a uh, overmatched coaching staff, bad organization, et cetera. So maybe it wasn't as good as it could have been. That's the best you could argue for him because the results were bad. There, like that, You know what I mean? Like that's not enough for me to say, I'll tell you what we're going to do is we're going to promote you to the biggest gig we got left. Just doesn't seem to be the right thing. I don't, I don't think that's a fit. I don't think it's realistic. The poll is up to 1,200 votes. About 70% of people want Mike McDonald. About 25% want Bobby Slowick. 800-636-1067. If there was going to be a defensive hire, so that's Glenn, Quinn, McDonald, or Weaver. I want an assistant from that Shanahan tree. 
And I know you're going to lose that guy in a year or two, and it'll start to cycle all over again. But that's what I'm looking for. So maybe Clint Kubiak. Well, Clint Kubiak action. He was the pass game coordinator there. He becomes your OC. He's been interviewing for jobs. Brian Greasy, the quarterback's coach there. A guy that some people think could be an NFL head coach. Uh, I, I believe like he would make some sense. Now, again, you're on a you're grabbing a guy who's on a fast track, but I want good people. I'll worry about losing them at that point when I lose them. Yeah, I'll build my pipeline like San Francisco does as best you can. <laughs> good luck with that. You're missing a small ingredient there. His name's Kyle Shanahan. But, yeah, I guess that's that's the plan is you'll build the house that they built without – any of the materials? <laughs> no, I got uh, Adam Peters. I mean, I, I got I got a guy that helps put scouts in place, that helps develop sure. coaches. But the reason, my point is, the reason they develop all these offensive minds is Kyle and his offense develops those guys. Like he developed the floor and McVay and, you know, there, there's not another branch of the tree yet. McDaniel doesn't have three guys that have left and, and done it. Let's go to hey, cool. Mark and Largo. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys. Danny, get ready for Grant's head to explode. <laughs> Uh-oh. I want Bobby Slowick, but I think Mike McDonald's going to be the guy. But here's what I think is going to happen, and this is why I think Grant's head is going to explode. If Mike comes in, McDonald comes in, I, th- I, I already guarantee you who he's got is his OC, Greg Roman. Which means if they get Greg Roman at number two, they probably will get Jaden Daniels. Which means if they get Jaden Daniels, they're going to tr- they're going to do what they did with Lamar Jackson, run them all over the place. And Grant is going to be doing this every Sunday. My head's about to explode. My head's about to explode. We got all this talent, and my head's about to explode. I'm, Danny, you know what's coming. <laughs> you know what's coming. Why I, is my head going to explode? <laughs> I don't get it. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Is it? Did you get any of that? Yeah, I'm not sure why your head, your head would explode specifically. My head would explode if the two-time MVP quarterback was or someone like him was here. I also love that Jaden Daniels has become Lamar Jackson, by the way. That's fun. He's definitely not, you know, Justin Fields or Anthony Richardson or any. He's just Lamar Jackson. He's, listen, I've got several chickens. We'll yeah. just count them. We got it. Fine. I mean, they're uh, not chickens yet. They're eggs. But they're it's going to be chickens. I, I went and saw, I, in fact, LSU, not this season, but two seasons ago, I went to Baton Rouge to see it, the LSU Tigers, and was cheering on Jaden Daniels. I was in on him before it was cool. Down there okay. in Death Valley. All you Johnny, Johnny come lately's not like him now. Good for you. Okay. I don't quite go back to Arizona State. I watched him a couple times. He wasn't my guy. I got no problem with him. I'm not hiring a coach to basically uh, put the whole plan in in place that ends with him before I do, if I'm Adam Peters, my scouting and my staff has their say. Call me crazy. But I don't know why my head would explode. (laughs) <laughs> if he was, is it because the quarterback's it, running and not throwing may, from the pocket? May, Maybe I, am, I do prefer a, a guy who can throw from the pocket. Um, I think Jaden Daniels can do that. By the way, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. You want to join us? Who should be the head coach of this team? And next, I want to talk about if they broaden the interviewing process and open things up a little bit. Who should be added to the list? We're Grant and Danny. Top of the hour, we could go best case, worst case for the commanders ahead. And am I crazy if I say that it's going to feel like this thing was botched a little bit, depending on who they hire now? 
because it we could be completely off base where they just they went into the process completely open minded. They got the perfect leader, and it's going to take time, but it'll be proven. There aren't really great examples of that in the NFL hiring cycle, where someone was hired kind of that was a little bit of a stunner, only to go on to have a great success short, shortly thereafter. Do you remember anybody like that recently in in this era? Yeah, it, uh, I was going to say that. Some, Sirianni was a bit of a surprise, wasn't he? I don't know. I, mean, I, I know mean, he, but, what, he was a coordinator on a really good team. The guys were interviewed, but you know the. I don't know. I'm trying. Top of my head, I'm trying to rip through examples. I mean, McVay was a pretty big surprise, ultimately to a See, lot of people. So. Well, to, to the regular public, he was a guy that was 32 or 33 years old. That, that seemed like years you see one too of the early. Best offenses in the league that had just developed a quarterback. That's a pretty normal path, isn't it? It is normal, but I, not for a 32 year old. Yeah. He's the youngest to ever do it. So I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm thinking. I'm running through the top of my head here, guys that we that people were going, "Wow, they just hired that dude." I don't know. I don't know if there's a great example. How are you guys feeling? Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. The commander's search continues. Robert's in Arlington on G&D. What's up, Robert? Hey, I'd go ahead and take, take McDonald. Um, you, know, you know, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. So uh, you got him. You have Parcells as a linebackers coach. So not everybody has to go through an especially long process, you know, to look you know, at get, getting ahead. I mean, the guy in Detroit's been there two years. Okay, so McDonald's been with Baltimore three. Um, so the way I look at it, McDonald, if he's a good coach, he knows other people in the league who can come in and be an offensive coordinator. He has connections and networks in the league to be able to have those friendships. So and you would, of course, talk as a GM. You would talk to him about that. What would be your plans about how you would run your offense? Well, that would have would to bring. be the number one question, right? I mean, there's... A Mike McDonald hiring in and of itself in a vacuum makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But who is the OC becomes question number one. Essential. And I, the thing I would hate more than anything, like if they would have hired a defensive coach, McDonald or somebody else, he couldn't have, obviously. The Ravens were alive. But l- let's just say hypothetically they hired Raheem Morris three weeks ago today. Mm-hmm. Okay? So a week after the end of the season. They would have had their pick of all of the offensive coaches in the entire NFL to be his coordinator. That is way more stomachable to me, Danny, than whatever the picked over litter is now. Yep. And there are still some options out there that would be exciting for sure. But this is now shopping. You're getting there right before the place closes when the sections all kind of torn apart and things are strewn about because people have been milling about and grabbing what they want all day long. Yeah, just again, because of the rules in the calendar, you've been subject to it. When everyone else is going, we can't afford to wait. We can't gamble. We've got to take the burden in hand right now. Rather than wait around and hope Ben Johnson chooses and us. And I think, yeah, and I think they were expecting it to be Ben Johnson so long that now you're late in the process. It's not Ben Johnson, and you're going, uh oh. So for They'd the sake obviously of, yeah. say otherwise. For the, yeah, for the sake of argument, maybe, and I, I have no information here, but maybe the sake of argument, their number two is Raheem Morris. Gone. Yeah. Because of, because of the way the, the timing worked. Exactly. So that's so that when people say, why are you upset with Ben Johnson for just for changing his mind or wanting to stay in Detroit, you're allowed to do that. When you do it now, because of the way the NFL rules are, by the way, I've always argued they should be changed immediately. I hope they change them for next year. Nobody should be able to hire anybody until after the Super Bowl. That's the Danny Ruye rule. But the like you're, you're, you're now putting teams between a rock and a hard place that were counting on your availability because you said you would. You said you would be. Speaking of John Harbaugh, he is an outstanding head coach, and he built a great program. He seems very classy. I root for that guy. 
I wonder, I have not listened to any Baltimore radio or seen a lot of what's being done in Baltimore. They went into the playoffs with the MVP on offense at quarterback and the number one defense in the league and again came up small. I wonder, not that he should lose his job, like that's insane, nothing like that. But you, you see like Mike Tomlin gets crap all the time mm-hmm. for either his team not getting to the playoffs or not winning in the playoffs or when's the last time the Steelers won. Harbaugh's Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012. Yep. Tomlin obviously has a Super Bowl uh, under his belt as well. But they haven't sniffed really since 2012 that vicinity. And this should have been a year where they could. Now they yeah. ran into a buzzsaw. Reed and Mahomes are, are kind of the unkillable monster. And this is a great team. It was the second time they've won 13 games since 2019. Like Harbaugh's really good. I just, do just wonder if that same perception is out there about him. You've had the gift of a multi-time MVP now at quarterback in Lamar, and he does it in a way that's different, and obviously Mm -hmm. it's been proven in the playoffs. They average 16 points in the playoff games, he quarterbacks. That offense in the postseason, there's some questions about how to get over the hump there, right? But the defense is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I I don't know, man. I mean, how how many years going into the playoffs where you got a really good shot before – he starts to get some of that same heat and flack, which I never really hear. No, you don't. You, know, you, you hear people crushing Mike Tomlin all the time. I don't hear anybody crushing John Harbaugh ever. That's a good point. Uh, you wonder if it's a, it's a couple more of those, right? Because they, they've been the the overdog, so to speak, two times. 2019, when they lost to the Titans, and then this year, where there's Zay Flowers' goal line fumble away from, you know, who knows how the game goes. But, yeah, you're right. That's That offense comes up really small or came up really small, especially this time. This was their best opportunity that they've had. This was the best team that they've had under Harbaugh. Even better, frankly, than the Super Bowl team where Flacco was on fire in a way that I think we now know probably wasn't sustainable <laughs> given, I don't know, everything that's happened since. But yeah, this this was their best window, and to not have it this year, that one's going to sting. That, this It may be the time we start dinging him. Here's the question I want to ask next. If you were team hire an offensive guy, like that was your preference. Now without Ben Johnson, do you have to just abandon that? Like I'm in a weird spot where I'm deciding internally. I'm trying to figure out. I don't really think Bobby Slowick's ready to be a head coach, but I think Bobby Slowick would do a great job helping to groom the number two overall pick. And I'm ride or die for offensive minded coaches. We've talked about it ad nauseum. We don't have to give you all the reasons why again, but, but I am just, I think Vrabel, if they were to interview him as an example, mm-hmm. there's no question. Like he could just come in. He could be a great leader. He could be a great head coach. I have no idea. Like I have no doubt that he'd be a better head coach right away than Bobby Slowick. Should that just mean that that's who they should hire? I would say the same thing about McDonald. While there's a lot of questions about what kind of leader he'd be running a whole building, what have you. To me, it's not as simple as saying, well, then he should definitely be the hire. My proclivity often is offense, quarterback relationship, handcuff him and your number two pick for years and years. Is it time to abandon that? If you're not getting Ben Johnson and you're going down the board now to Slowick, who has major questions, should you just go with now? Less questions. Someone who might be less risky, even if it means you're setting yourself up for those offensive problems in the years ahead. 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 